With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese meditation bowl is chiming, and that means it's time for The Art of the CEO. The show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I'm your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business. And whether you are an executive director of a nonprofit trying to make the overwhelming task of parenting a little bit easier, like Shuri, or a valuation pro trying to bring some rational reality into the M&A process, like Tracy, we're here to bring you the sage counsel of business masters to help your career and your ventures. So every day, uh, every, I'm sorry, every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, the art of the CEO streams magically through the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download it by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. Once more, that's blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. Anyway, we invite you to visit and explore for your benefit. Now, today's episode is called The Supreme Court and the Affordable Care Act, Up to the Plate. Yes, today we're going to handle the hot potato of the Affordable Care Act and the Supreme Court's current second shot at trying to crush it in 32 of America's 50 states. We're going to discuss the history, we're going to go over the real issue, and we'll taste just a tiny soup song of the politics, not too much. And most importantly, we'll look at the court's decision and what it will mean to you as the, an individual of business. And frankly, folks, we are truly blessed to have as our Virgil on this infernal voyage one of the nation's best informed and least biased authorities on the ACA, Mr. John Sarno. Now, John's a good friend and a noted attorney who teaches uh, law and many of the healthcare litigation and legislation acts at uh, the New Jersey Institute of Technology Business School, and he is also the president of the Employers Association of New Jersey. And by the way, you've got to read his books, but more about that later. But before we whip up a, this sort of pot of health care and judicial controversy, let's take a moment out there to supply everyone with a few uh, utensils for today's Feast of Wisdom. First, as I always do, allow me to remind everybody hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And that's the most important position you'll ever really hold in your career. So let me ask you, is this going to be the day that you sit down and enumerate your many abilities and think of some ways to cultivate them? Or will you continue to distract your real purpose by comparing yourself against others? The choice is truly yours. Now, as our, for our second utensil, it's time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from a, the 101 Best Business Quips books. So let me plow through here. Okay, here, here we go. This is number 78. 
trouble with my compensation is that my board insists on paying me only what I'm worth. No one can live on that. So, as an afterthought, if your pay doesn't match your performance, you have a right to complain. But if your pay doesn't match what others in your position are getting, oh, for heaven's sake, stop griping and figure out how to outperform them. And as a third utensil, perhaps we should call today's utensils the dueling fork. Right now, we are going to give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Now, today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast yet another quotation, and we invite you to email us the name of the author, as you believe him or her to be. Simply write down the, the author of that quote and email it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you're correct, we are going to send you a marvelous gift freshly torn from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And so last week, uh, that, last week's quote, that is the individual who said he had the calm confidence of a Christian with four aces, was spoken by none other than the very wry and insightful humorist and steamboat pilot, Mr. Mark Twain. So now, let us dig into today's Feast of Wisdom and meet the man who is going to tell us uh, all about the Affordable Care Act, the Supreme Court, and what outcome we all need to be praying for. John, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great, Bart, and thanks very much for that introduction, although I must say that I probably... uh, can identify more with Dante than Virgil, but I appreciate the intro. <laughs> right, okay. Um, well, yes, I think we may all be the bewildered Dantes, but we, we certainly are going to need your guidance. Anyway, uh, John, uh, now you are officially the president, but you're unofficially the, the motivating powerhouse behind the Employers Association of New Jersey. So could you tell us uh, about the EANJ and what what are the benefits that it brings to the employers who join? Well, uh, the Employers Association of New Jersey is a trade group uh, comprised of employers of the state, and we're dedicated exclusively to helping our members um, be better employers uh, through the programs and through our counseling. And, of course, uh, what I think probably the keynote benefit would be access to premium health care plans for employees, the Affiliated Physicians and Employers Health Plan. Uh, 2,000 employers are now enrolled in the plan. We insure mm-hmm. 22,000 lives, and um, we enroll about 8 to 10 new members a month. So that's a premier benefit of ours. Maybe they'll be taking you to the Supreme Court pretty soon. That's, uh, I, I do have a anyway, case before the Supreme Court, but that's a different topic. It's not a health care right. case. Maybe, <laughs> a, maybe, maybe another day. Another day, let us hope not. John, now I recall when I first interviewed you about the ACA, more than a, few, a couple of years back, shall we say, you were one of only two individuals I could find who had actually read this 1,000-plus page document. And so kind of just for fun, could you tell us just one or maybe two particular items that reading all through it that you picked up that probably a lot of other folks missed? Well, the one the one thing I read um, resulted in uh, EANJ uh, growing eighty percent last year, and uh, well, that's good. that 
Yeah, and and that was a provision in the Act which um, set out certain insurance mandates, and mm. that was in two thousand. That was in two thousand and ten, right. and uh, there was going to be a gr- there was a grandfather to two thousand and fourteen. But anyone who read that provision would clearly understand that two thirds of New Jersey's employers would be getting cancellation notices in November 2013. In other words, the the plans that they had, yes, the plans that they had were non-compliant with the law, but but the Obama administration, because of the disruption of of Uh the market and and employers generally, grandfathered those plans to January 2014. So thousands of employers in New Jersey as they were leading up to their renewal in 2014, got cancellation notices. And, of course, they either had to buy up or stop offering insurance to their employees. And um, we had had launched our plan in 2011, Uh uh, the health care trust, and we were right there offering the alternative to the Obamacare plans. So it turns out that EANJ is really the alternative to the Obamacare small group mandate. Oh, my gosh. Well, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, I, it always shows pays to read. So no matter how heavy yeah. the tome. Now, yeah, I'll be, honest, I'll be honest and say I was teaching a class, and that, uh, was my, that was my motivation for reading the law. I was not in search of a, um, a business model, and I was not right. in search for... A, a business opportunity, but as you and I have discussed in the past, uh, right. reading reading is beneficial for many many reasons. Truly, truly, yeah. Even if it's not bedtime stuff, uh, John. Now the, the affordable, uh, yeah, the uh, Affordable Care Act has come under probably more debate and with more misunderstanding than any piece of legislation I can recall in a long time, and. I'm gonna. This is a toughie, but I'm gonna ask if you could give us sort of the nutshell version of this federally facilitated healthcare marketplace, which we call Obamacare, um, among other things. What what really is it, and what does it really do? Well, um, it's also probably the most litigious statute we've we've had in a while. But I think that the crux. The crux of the issue is um, subsidies to individuals right. to buy their own uh, insurance. The whole, the right. whole, um, one of the main purposes of the act is to allow people who need it, who have medical conditions, to be able right. to buy their insurance, and that insurance right. is very expensive. And there is also the, the there's also folks who just don't make enough money to buy their own insurance. So a part of the act subsidizes these private purchases of plans. Okay. Um, okay. The law on the face, the law says, if a state enacts its its exchange, its insurance right. sales program, if you will, then right, right. Its, its citizens will will um, get access to the subsidies. Yes. But because right. of because of the political split in the country and because right. of the litigation that occurred, um, mm-hmm. 
34 states or so uh, decided not to create their own sales exchange. And instead, mm-hmm. the, instead, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the federal government agency, runs those states' exchanges. So believe it or not, mm-hmm. the, the, um, whether the Affordable Care Act um, uh-huh. lives or dies in 34 states, Hinges right. on hinges on a few words in a tens of thousands of word law. It's incredible, <laughs> but true. Now, now, okay, that's what I wanted to get into. Uh, but first, before we get into that, just to give give folks an let's let's give folks an idea about how many you probably know how many New Jersey residents uh, are have taken up with the uh, ACA, and maybe you know how many nationally have. How many people nationally, or, or at least within the state of New Jersey, have picked up well, on well, the Jersey, Affordable Care Well, in New Jersey, it's just shy of 110,000 people. So so that, that means right, that there right. is, there's roughly 110,000 people in New Jersey who have insurance who would not have otherwise had it. 85%, yeah. 85% of that number get a subsidy. Mm-hmm. So, so we're talking about oh, okay. probably 100,000 people live in New Jersey. And nationally, mm-hmm. it's about 7 million. I'd heard the 7 million, yes. So we're talking something really here, something huge here, and uh, something that's going to affect. Right. Well, now, let's uh, – uh, so the 32 or 34 states that, that don't have um, – that are that have not adopted their own programs or have not established their own programs uh, are facing the the uh, or getting the subsidies through the on the national level, and so yes. what what's the actual issue? Well, what brought this all of all of that fact? What brought that to the Supreme Court's attention? I mean, and and what how how did well, it come up? Well, it, it came up because there are, you know, groups, uh, uh, nonprofit groups who um, essentially their mission is to uh, torpedo uh, the law. I mean, that's, that's, right, right. What, that's what, you know, essentially what their purpose is. So, yeah, yeah um, we see it all the time. Yeah, so um, several people were found uh, in, uh, uh, in one of the Carolinas who um, uh, could have been uh, could have had standing to file this lawsuit, but these individuals are not paying for the lawsuit. The, the lawsuit oh, is paid sure. by by money contributed to this nonprofit group. That's that's who that's what's funding the, the uh-huh. lawsuit. And of course, and of course all, all of that is perfectly permissible, perfectly First Amendment uh, protected, and it's, um, you know devious if legal. No, it's, it's, I wouldn't even call it devious, really. Uh, maybe that's just okay. my lawyer's hat. But um, <laughs> it's a legitimate way. It's a le- legitimate way to challenge a, a, a law. Okay, I guess I guess my journalist hat would call it devious, but but a lawyer's hat uh, is perhaps yeah. a bit more straightforward. <laughs> the, the other the other main thing, it's not just huh. about people losing their health care. Right. That's big. That's big. Yeah. And people will su- that will suffer. But the market the, the, during the Supreme Court argument, um, right. the the uh, Solicitor General, the, the government's lawyer, argued yeah, that yeah. if 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 the rug is pulled out from these subsidies, 
the uh, health care markets in those states, including New Jersey, will collapse. It's called a death spiral. Um, and the reason for that is that the, the carriers will still be legally required to sell insurance to people with pre-existing conditions. And the, and the whole so this is a major change for the private sector as well, right? The, the, the insurance industry, which is mm-hmm. quasi-private, quasi-public, it's really a very yeah, yeah, yeah. regulated industry in New Jersey um, right, right. They, and, and around the country, uh, they they have uh, organized uh, their business models around the Affordable Care Act. So sure. First, oh, right, 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 right. I see. So, so the first bullet they they uh, you know missed that missed them was the the first go around before the Supreme Court, which re- that yeah. that required that required everyone, including healthy people, to buy insurance, mm. and that's and that's yes, the carrier. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, that's where the carriers were depending on. Because you can't write insurance for six sick people uh, without having healthy people in the pool. Yeah, well, so, I mean, if you're going to right, so that's what brought this. I, I remember that that was a big fight. Now hold right, that so, from. Yep, go ahead. Absolutely. No, I was just going to say, just in closing, the carriers in, just in New Jersey will lose a hundred thousand customers if there isn't subsidized health care. All right. I I think this is I, – I want to talk about that affordability in the literal sense, uh, not the legal sense, when we get back. But right sure. now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're, we're coming to the midpoint and of our show, and I just want everyone here to know that we all are listening to the Art of the CEO radio show, which is streaming live from blogtalkradio.com. And since we've come to the middle section of today's feast, let's uh, take a brief survey, if we may, and it's time for me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit Bart's Books to enjoy a wide wealth of practical wisdom from business masters. And this very day, Prometheus Publishing invites you to come visit their bookstore and take a look at one of their books, Behind Every Successful Woman is Herself. And this is a marvelous, fun career uh, and business boosting guide that includes expertise from a lot of the top executives all around the world. And it's enjoyable, and it gives good examples, and it allows you to infer many, many good bits of advice that will prove to be good tools. So why not visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, browse the bookstore, and get a nice gift copy for the graduate or for yourself. Behind every successful woman is herself. Now, ladies and gentlemen, at this point, and all those merry souls with fatigued eyes who are glazing over as we come closer and closer to vacations, we are back with the Art of the CEO show on blogtalkradio.com. And our guide to the Affordable Care Act and so many things with health care, Mr. John Sarno. John, uh, where does the employer come in mm-hmm. in all of this? Mm-hmm. What is it? I mean, if the ACA does shut down, uh, what's go- in in the majority of states? One of which will be, you know, your own New Jersey. What what is this going to mean to the larger and to the smaller business owner? 
Well, I think um, the, the the burden of the law has uh, fallen on uh, smaller companies because <clears throat> of, of of reasons uh, fifty or less employees. And by the way, the definite the definition of small employer changes next year to include uh, up to 100 employees. Ah, so, so more people will come under whatever umbrella is is uh falling down yeah. upon them. Right. Mm-hmm. So so prior to prior to the law, uh employers were able to buy uh what sometimes are referred to skinny plans or bare bones plans <laughs> with sure. high deductibles, with lifetime limits, with annual limits. Um, you know, significant co-pays. And it, for some workforces, that, that works well. Typically, if they're yeah. younger younger and do not have um, disproportionate amount single people, of, of uh, like that. medical condition. Right. So right. a lot of employers, in fact, two-thirds of employers, as I said mm-hmm. earlier, bought plans that as of really 2010, but the wake-up mm-hmm. call, you know, uh, was 2014 because of that grandfathering right, I, right. I explained. Right. Um, yes. Most, yes. Of those, most of those employers had to buy up. So if there's no Affordable hmm. Care Act, they can start buying down again. Oh, um, I see. I see. So that well. So are you saying this that if the Affordable Care shuts down, the employer will get a greater? In, in one sense, he's going to get a greater. A variety of things to choose from, but on the other thing, on the other hand, since many, uh, many of the insurance companies themselves are going to start collapsing and so forth, it, he, he just may not have quite as much to choose from, anyway, right? Well, yeah, uh, it's it's clearly a huge impact on the market, but the but the, right. but the case that you but the case we're talking about won't have a direct impact on employer plans. It's really going to have an impact on the individuals who are buying uh, their own. So, I so even, if this, even if this case is decided in favor of the plaintiffs, mm-hmm. the, the carriers will still have to comply with the Affordable Care Act, which is to mm-hmm. offer those plans that comply with the law, and employers will still have oh. to buy them. Oh, oh! So because that's what that's what the insurers will be offering. Is that that's what you're saying? Because they have. Yeah, to offer I mean, it. yeah. What the what the plaintiffs are trying to do here, or they're they're just trying they're trying to wreck a a major pillar of the act, right. which which is right, the right, substance. Right. And there'll yeah. be seven seven million people who will get hurt. Um, oh, the the ins- the insurance companies though. Will still be stuck with the mandates, so they're mm-hmm. trying to they're they're trying to knock down a a house by yeah. taking by 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 wrecking one of the pillars. Well, to continue your metaphor, I think we'd both be blind and lying if we didn't uh, say to ourselves that they're trying to wreck the builder. Uh, as well as the House. I mean, the ACA has, has been a partisan political football since it uh, was first even conceived, and the non-presidential side of the aisle, in I believe it was in 2014 alone, uh, made up like 250 motions to shut down the ACA, 
and they were all they they were not successful so I, and now that they've maneuvered it into the supreme court and we know that this is they call this an act of court that we've got at least four justices who are simply salivating to kill uh the ACA so what what is your take um will, will this judicial session be one of just one more partisan push or can we really kind of can we hope for an honest assessment of of need and law and benefit um, I would think that the, there's there's one historic analogy, and that's the National Labor Relations Act, which was oh, passed in, okay. in, in, ni- in the 1930s. And we're litigating true, that yeah. law, the labor law, to this to this day. And right. if you look at the the political uh, um, war that went on uh, pre, during, and after. It's it's very similar to what we're seeing with the um, uh, the Affordable Care Act. Uh, okay. There are there, there are people who just believe that both the National Labor Relations Act um, mm-hmm. and the Affordable Care Act is um, government run amok. And of course, as yeah. a lawyer, yeah. I can I can I, as a lawyer, I can make that case legally right. that it's. Um, Unsound, uh, but um, as a, as a professor, you also have to see the, uh, the, the 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 politics and pay attention to the social commentary. So it, yeah, it's just well, there is those, one thing. I mean, if it's doing yeah. seven million people a lot of good, uh, my personal opinion is I could stand a little muckness. But but recently, speaking as we continue just a little bit more on the politics, and I don't want to get too much sure. of this, but recently, New Jersey's own governor, Chris Christie, uh, who was, when while he was presidentially stumping around in New Hampshire, referred to the Affordable Care Act as, quote, a failed program, uh, unquote, that required, quote, fixing by Congress. Now, right. <laughs> I'm curious, because you would know, do you think uh, this is going to win him public favor, or should we be looking for some sort of rapid backpedaling retraction coming up real soon? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a curious statement, because if you look at the Republican primary, every single yeah. one of those 15 or 16 candidates are running right. on repealing the act. And as you said, Congress, it's, uh, the House at least, has spent a tremendous amount of effort on vote after vote after vote. Um, I think that's something that we can probably say in the in the general election, right? Because mm-hmm. because in the general election you're 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 trying to, you know, be more more of a consensus builder. But I think to say to say that in a Republican primary is a little curious. Yeah, when, when I everybody would say. when everybody else when everybody else literally one of the biggest uh, applause lines is we're going to repeal the Affordable Care Act. Oh. My good, yeah, that's, that's it. Seems like it's dangerous, particularly for that party. John, the United States is one of the, the very few first world nations that that I know of that where its healthcare is so inextricably linked with employment and jobs right. at your job. And we've worked this way ever since way back when when the incipient Blue Cross picked up the teachers union back in nineteen, I believe it was nineteen twenty three, down in Texas. But at, at any rate. Uh, many people feel this is a misstep, and I'm wondering if a you feel that way. But and more importantly, is there any way that we can unlink the employer from the healthcare process? Or should uh, we? 
Well, 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 well. First of all, um, the 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 fact that you're right, it's inextricably inextricably linked to employers, was was created by the IRS in in World War II. Um, oh, okay, uh, I right. uh, Employers employers were not uh, allowed to raise wages during the war because there were uh, wage and price controls, but they right. were still competing. They were still competing for employees because they were running for talent, shifts right. to, with, to win the war. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. employers employers started to um, provide uh, health care benefits as an inducement uh, for employees, and then the IRS yeah, ruled yeah, yeah. the IRS ruled that benefits were not wages, and that's what started the system. Um, uh, and then and then okay. and then of course industry wanted to remain union free, so one of the right, ways to right. remain union free was to offer benefits. And the key thing here is that the tax code. Uh, subsidizes uh, employer insurance of about four hundred billion dollars a year. Because oh my gosh! The, yeah. the, well, that's the, true. Yeah, you can the, take the, off. The employer, I know the deductions. The employer deducts its expense of the health care, mm-hmm. and the employee, right. in the employee. So these subsidies that we're talking about under under the Affordable Care Act are minuscule, yeah. are nothing compared to the billions of subsidy that employers oh, no. get and individuals get to to uh under the tax code. That's the real Oh John, I'm so glad you brought that up. Here. That's mm-hmm. the big government. That's the big government. That yeah. <laughs> that is that is um uh subsidizing the market. It's not the Affordable Care Act, uh it's the tax code. So the only way you can change this the that the how healthcare is paid for and delivered is to change the tax code. And of course the Affordable Care Act does not do that. Right. John, I'd love to go on with this uh, a lot more to help to really clarify. You've brought up some fabulous points, but I'm afraid we've come sadly to the end of our show and we're going to have to have you back on that's all there is to it and we want to have people hear about your your uh previous book the perils of uh, the perils of prosperity and we want to get hear about the new book but i'm afraid today we're going to have to say goodbye and thank you very much for enlightening us all so well, uh, i hope it's been fun the decision will be uh, uh released and, uh, uh, shortly after the show airs so maybe we'll be back okay Great. John, um, uh, I thank you. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, to round out today's show, allow me to leave you with today's business quotations. uh, And who was the person who said, the price of inaction is far greater than the cost of a mistake? And as a hint, this active lady CEO's many successes have been peppered with her fair share of failures from which she always rebounds with a smile. So if you, and remember, if you know the name of uh, the author of this quote, just send that uh, to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S-D-B-O-O-K-S.com to win an absolutely astounding, life-changing gifts from the dungeons of Bart's Book Bookstore. And finally, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, if you really believe that you belong to the master race, the chosen people, or you're the smartest guy in the room, the odds of you ever learning anything are slim indeed. So, to all you faithful and playful listeners, I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO today as much as I have. And remember, you may download 
this and all our shows at blogtalkradio.com slash CEO. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.